Hey y'all, welcome back to Tailwagon True Crime. I'm your host, Margaret Scott, and on today's episode, we're going to take a dive into a mystery that is still an ongoing kind of horror mystery. Uh, it's, it's a true story, but it's still, there's a lot of mystery around it, and um, people tell it like it's a, a haunted story and almost like it's a, a mythical haunted story. Um, so I kind of grew up thinking that this wasn't uh, super accurate of a story, but as I started to read into it, uh, there's definitely a lot of mystery and a lot of interesting facts about this case. But if you start looking into it, you're going to find conflicting facts, which is even more mysterious in my opinion. So today we're going to be talking about um, the three uh, sisters in black. Um, I've heard them called the black sisters, the sisters in black. Um, I think it just depends on who's telling the story. Due to the nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about a more than 100-year-old unsolved mystery surrounding three Virginia sisters and the mysterious deaths that happened all around them. got their name, the Black Sisters or the Sisters in Black, um, because they wore mourning dresses a lot. But it really stuck out for people when in 1910, the sisters dressed in mourning dresses. Mourning as in I'm mourning the loss of a loved one, not hello, good morning. Uh, they were dressed in their mourning dresses and black veils that covered their faces, and they were led into a New Jersey courtroom to answer questions about a murder. Caroline Martin, Virginia Wardlaw, and Mary Sneed were all accused of starving, poisoning, and drowning Caroline's daughter, Osie. This murder supposedly took place just a little while after Caroline took out life insurance on Osie that totaled a few tens of thousands of dollars, and this mystery is what gripped the name. On November 29th, 1909, a woman phoned the deputy county physician in East Orange, New Jersey, asking for a, a doctor to come to the house or a coroner to come to the house because a girl had killed herself in the bathtub. The doctor had arrived at the house, and a woman draped in black morning garb is the one who met him and showed him the way. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that this was probably Caroline or one of the sisters that met the coroner at the door. The sisters were dubbed the, the black sisters because of the morning dresses they were wearing. The three were uh, former debutantes and had ties to several prominent Virginia families. However, the sisters had lost a lot of their inheritance through a lot of disastrous stints at a few different colleges. 
Um, these colleges were Seoul Female College in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm sorry I butchered that. And Montgomery Female, Female College in Christiansburg, Virginia. The colleges testified that the girls were always went about in heavy black morning dresses and large hats and capes. Uh, they never went without several layers of black lace to conceal their faces. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, that's not super unusual. However, women wouldn't typically wear black morning dresses all the time. Uh, at least not then. Th those were specific for funerals and mourning the loss of a loved one after they had passed. Now, I'm not sure the historical uh, length of time that women would wear these mourning dresses, but I know it was they would use them for a length of time after a loved one passed, but not all the time every day. Um, students at both schools also testified that there was a lot of going on, goings on during the sisters' tenure. From constantly changing courses and room assignments to students walking in the dead of night to find the three women huddled near their beds, muttering and making ritual-like gestures. Caroline Martin was a terror for all of the students. It's said that she would just glare out the window overlooking the yard during the exercise periods um, and just watch the kids. And it, it gave them great uh, terror that she would do that. Once the story of Caroline's daughter made it across the nation's families that knew them said that it was no surprise to them. People thought the child was doomed as soon as they knew a policy <clears throat> had been placed on the child. But when in Christiansburg, uh, Mary Sneed's son, Fletcher, uh, some sources had called him John, so I'm not sure if his name was John or Fletcher, but for this we're going to call him Fletcher. Um, fell from a train and was nearly killed while going through Roanoke. Lots of stories went around and witnesses said that he had slipped. Some said he jumped. Some said he was pushed. Um, there was really no consistency on how it happened. Then several weeks later, he nearly drowned in the old Christiansburg Middle School cistern. He survived only to be burned to death in his dorm a week later. Uh, Fletcher was heavily insured by his aunt, so foul play was suspected but never proven. The money the sisters received from the death of Fletcher was um, squandered away pretty quickly. The sisters had been traveling and they did stop in Roanoke at the Hancock's house. Um, there was a baby there. And they pled to the Hancocks to let them take the baby, but the family refused. Once the sisters finally gave up, they left in disorder and left two suitcases, which had designer baby clothes, at least enough for the first year of life. There were some questions around the baby. Um, the family had named the baby Rita, and they claimed that they had found it on their porch and... It's thought that the sisters could have left the baby 
and then changed and then had a change of heart or changed their minds and went back for her. Uh, some believe the baby may have even been O.C. Sneed's child, uh, but the sisters claim her baby died shortly after birth, or no one knows where the baby is now, and the true identity was never discovered. Caroline Martin eventually pled no contest to manslaughter, freeing her sister Mary. Uh, three years later, Caroline died in prison of a mysterious illness. Virginia Wardlaw never saw trial, choosing instead to starve herself in jail. They say she is buried in the shadow of the old middle school or in an unmarked grave by the family plot in Christiansburg Sunset Cemetery, but no one knows for sure where she has been laid to rest. Uh, the legend of the sisters lived on for a long time after their passing and, as I said, still lives on even today. Uh, terrifying stories were traded, creative writing exercises at Sunset Cemetery were led by teachers, um, people would dress in, in all black for Halloween, some former students have even said the building is haunted and they only traveled some parts of the building in groups. Aside from the terror they instilled in the children at these schools and the possible muttering and ritual gestures, um, it is also said that the sisters were known for stealing husbands. Um, according to the Murfreesboro Post, 21 years after the murder, Mary Sneed began to set, shed some light on the, uh, the sisters' sinister happenings that led up to the death of O.C. Sneed. Mary, at, this, at the time that she was... Uh, Shedding some light was living in California with her son. She said that O.C. had two children, one of whom died during infancy. There had been a discovery of small bones in a furnace at the building O.C. lived in. The building in Brooklyn had been dubbed the baby farm by neighbors. Uh, Mary called her sister Virginia an angel and claimed she was not guilty of the murder she was accused of. Which, if she was truly innocent, then why did she starve herself and and or have a heart attack? Because I've, I've seen both, that she starved herself or she died from a heart attack. Uh, Mary said that Caroline had been negligent and irresponsible when it came to dealing with O.C., who was supposedly mentally unstable. Um, I will be posting the, the article, the link to the article in the show notes. So if you want to go read the full interview and all of her statements, please do. It's actually super interesting. Um, but according to the Murfreesboro uh, post, Caroline Sneed was placed in a mentally insane hosp state hospital in New Jersey where she stayed until her death in 1913. So she died just shortly after trial, about three years, give or take. So I'm not sure like how much there, there is a lot more mystery that goes on around this, like the ritual gestures and, um, the hauntings of the schools in Christiansburg, 
Um, but it's super interesting and I really suggest you do some research into this because it's just an interesting case and even though they still call it unsolved, they're calling it unsolved because Fletcher's death was never really solved because I don't know that anybody could actually commit suicide by fire. Um, and I don't think it was ruled that. I think they always thought that there was foul play, but they never found who did it. Um, it is kind of interesting that all of these children died shortly after or around about when life insurance policies were taken out on them for, uh, you know, thousands of dollars. And it was well known to a lot of people that the sisters were just not good at keeping that money. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting story. Uh, next week, we're going to kind of dive into another sort of mystery, sort of myth sort of uh it's a it's another Virginia thing but it's not necessarily super murdery uh so this one was pretty you know downplayed compared to some of the other ones we've done but it's just super interesting um make sure you go check out those links make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not already uh if you haven't had time please, please, please leave a review. It helps me out. It helps me grow. And I do want to apologize for not having put out an episode the past couple weeks. Uh, it's been crazy busy here. I do work a full-time job. So we have had that going on as well as, you know, getting ready for the holidays and everything else. So I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving tomorrow for all of my United States fans. And I hope you enjoy the long weekend. Until next time. Tailwagon True Crime is a production of Scott Co. Media, and these podcasts wouldn't be possible without the assistance of my sidekicks, Aston and Simba.